Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. What are black-eyed children? Are people who are sad or upset more likely to become ghosts? Can there be alien ghosts? Hey there, and welcome to the 486th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and those extreme questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. So this evening, we bring you an open line show, uh, something many listeners have said they really enjoy. And so here's something you really like, as <laughs> quoting Rocky and Bullwinkle there. And uh, we welcome your calls if you so desire. The number is 248-545-7685. Well, before we begin, uh, Ben and I are getting back to the, on the lecture circuit on a limited basis this fall. Our schedule doesn't make it easy, but this Wednesday, September 25th, Ben and I will present Behind the Paranormal, A Cosmic Journey at the Harris Public Library, 303 Clinton Street, Woonsocket, Rhode Island, if you happen to live in southeastern New England. It's free, no registration is necessary, and if you happen to live, again, as I say, in southeastern New England, we'd love to see you there. And if you want to fly in from Sri Lanka or somewhere, well, that's great, too. And in October, if you missed that, uh, we'll be speaking at the Lincoln Public Library on Wednesday, the 23rd, and at the first New England UFO conference in Lemonster, Massachusetts, on Saturday, the 26th. Yes, Lincoln Public Library in Rhode Island. Indeed, yes, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Rhode, Rhode Island. Illinois. Yes, 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 yes. And on to our emails. Okay, uh, some of these are, well not, well, not right now, but some of them are pretty old because you know, we were really backed up on these things, and um, as far as I know, we haven't read them before. But anyway, this, this is a new one. This is from Steve in Needham, Massachusetts, up near Boston. Alrighty, so uh, Steve writes to us, Hope you and Ben are well, and I hope all the issues with the podcasts uh, that you are having have been fixed. Which, have they? I'm pretty sure they uh, have. Yeah, yeah they I have. Think so. Well, although there is one issue somebody brings up. We'll yeah, but that yeah, it's, that's entirely different. Um, he said, he continues to say, I was uh, listening to George Nury the other night, and he was revisiting a topic that intrigued me to no end uh, a while ago, but I never really thought about it again until he brought it up last night, or, well, when this was written. And that topic was B-E-K, or uh, Black-Eyed Children. Not Black-Eyed Peas, Black-Eyed Children. I you going to say that. Yeah, see? We're related. Uh, and uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, I... He continues to say, I am thinking uh, this intriguing phenomena could be one of five possibilities. One, an elaborate, elaborate hoax created by someone with an overactive imagination. Two, a unique hybrid between human and alien species. Three, angelic messengers in disguise uh, sent to test us in some way. Four, the ghosts of children slash lost souls wandering around the world. Five, something possibly demonic taking human form. And uh, he continues to say, if I was going... Uh, if I was going to choose between any of the possibilities listed above, I would more than likely go with uh, number two on the list due to the fact that uh, during each encounter I have heard about these mysterious children or beings uh, never hurt or did anything destructive to the people they visited and all they wanted to do was come inside, quote-unquote. Uh, what do you think about this interesting phenomena and what is your take on it? Okay, well, we uh, were intrigued by this question at the point that we have been attempting to uh, book a guest from the Pacific Northwest who has a very interesting site uh, called uh, pararational.com and he has a lot of information on these black-eyed children Uh, we have, or I don't know about Ben I have heard of it, never heard of it never encountered it Nope. Uh, he has a list of things 
that he gave us permission to use, and I'm very embarrassed that I, I had it in here, but I can't seem to find it. But anyway, if we, we well, we it, our 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 uh, studio here is. is uh, more like a, repos- a bottomless repository of paranormal knowledge. More like a museum. Or that yeah. too, yeah. But in any case, it'll turn up at some point. But the, the advice from there is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm wondering about this. Now, black-eyed children, it's sort of, you know, if you look, if you watch the uh, sci- sci-fi channel long enough, you're going to see uh, alien hybrids and stuff with, with these black eyes. And mm-hmm. that seems to be a theme running throughout these oh, yeah, I mean, you have, you have the X-Files, Doctor Who, things like that. Yeah, oh, really? Okay, well, even more so than I thought. So, I just think that it's, um, uh, I don't know, I wonder how much of it is tempered by too many movies, you know. But then again, we of all people don't really question these things, to the, you know, we, we question them, but we um, are open-minded as well. Mm. You know, again, because uh, people say they've had experiences like this, we'd like to hear from you if any of you have had experiences like this. Because uh, as I'm always telling my, my critics, I was there and you were not. So if you were there and this actually happened to you, that's fine. But the, the main advice is, uh, from the lists that I've seen, is that these are not good people. There's some question whether they're people at all. Do not let them in. Yeah, it was just, so they just sort of wander around from people's houses and are saying, hey, can you let me in? There was one bit of correspondence that mentioned someone having an experience like this. And telling the children they couldn't come in, and there was an adult, supposedly with black eyes, who got mad because he gave the children some trouble. I mean, I, again, I, I'd like to see some evidence for this. But again, I think uh, eyewitness evidence is uh, is important too. So, I don't know. I, I think we're going to have to ask you to hold on there, Steve, for some uh, for a show we're going to do on this, hopefully very soon. Indeed, and, so then uh, we, can, uh, we can talk about the subject more in depth and give you some concrete well, actually, there's no such thing as concrete in the paranormal, but um, no. something to that effect, some sort of answer that makes sense. There but, we but go. This particular uh, potential guest who has agreed to be on, we just haven't booked him yet, uh, has a lot of information on that subject, and we will, we will deal with it. So here's one from uh, Martina in Dighton, Massachusetts, home right. of the famous Dighton Rock, which we visited a few years ago. There we go. Uh, so Martina writes to us. Hi, Paul and Ben. I was driving home from work a few weeks ago, and I happened to pick up your show. Good stuff. I see you do a lot of UFOs, uh, a lot on UFOs, and also on ghosts. I have always wondered if there could be uh, alien ghosts uh, that some people see or do that or do not realize are ghosts. Have you ever run into that? Keep up the good work. That's a very interesting question. Nobody's ever asked that before. Yeah, no. Are there ghosts of aliens? Well, I've thought about it. I mean, if there are ghosts of humans, however you define ghosts, which we were a little different in our definition, mm. uh, and animals, so why couldn't there be ghosts of of aliens, but of course, you know, all sorts of questions arise, and because we question everything, yeah. What do you mean by an alien? Somebody from another planet? Somebody from another parallel universe, or both? You know, there's that factor, and uh, I, I suppose that's certainly true. One thing we have run into, or at least I have, and I think maybe in this Connecticut case that we're always talking about, running into things that people think are ghosts, and then. There's all sorts of UFO phenomena that occur around it, and they start seeing grays or whatever. There was a certain, there was some certain, some is a certain information that came from, you know, the Roswell crash, if that was indeed UFOs, and if indeed there were uh, quote unquote alien bodies recovered. We know a lot of people who swear that that was the case, that the various tissue samples they took from one or two of these bodies 
sort of were whatever you wanted them to be. And so one wonders if these, uh, if indeed this is what happened, and if it's true, that if these uh, beings, uh, wherever they are, whenever they may be from, some people think they're time travelers from the future, our own descendants. If you talk, you know, you talk to ten people, you can get ten different opinions about what these may be. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, you you could have phenomena that would be equivalent to, I suppose, alien ghosts. Again, but I, I don't know if that terminology is quite accurate. Well, I mean, our word's very narrow. I mean, the word ghost means a lot of things. Well, people hear that they think spirit of the dead. Right. So I, so I take from this question, is it possible maybe you, you know, aliens can die and you got their ghosts that might appear on Earth? Well, we don't really know how else to describe it. I mean, if you say multiversal creature, I mean, people look at you like, huh? You say ghost, and they're like, oh, yeah. I think fewer and fewer people are looking at us and going, huh, you know? True. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see. We're, you know, we're, well, it I'm depends. If... This fall, but people, yeah. People are, uh, st- I think a lot of people are starting to get this. And they realize what... I realized back in the '70s, all these theories about the dead people, and I mean, that's not good enough. It doesn't tell the full tale. It's not yeah. adequate. So I suppose um, the, the theory being, if a the Roswell crash occurred and a bunch of aliens died, four I think it was supposed to have been, uh, will, will their ghosts haunt the site? I mean, it's it's an it's an original question. Um, I don't know, I suppose because it can be conceived, it must exist somewhere in the multiverse. But as I've said before, there seem to be more worlds where things are more normal than worlds where they are not. In other words, any physicist who believes it this way will tell you that you probably have many worlds, all of which have, or an infinite number of worlds even, all of which have different laws of physics. And if you have different laws of physics, anything can happen. So you may have worlds where matter is so thin or or is is constructed in such uh, a different manner than it is here, mm. that it might be equivalent to spirit, uh, disembodied entities, things of this kind, and that it, it, perhaps at some point worlds may cross, that's what people may, may see here, and they say, aha, that's the spirit of somebody who's died, especially if it looks like that person or, or is that person, uh, because that's all, all they can think of, they can't, you know, they, they, that's, you know, what else could it be kind of thing. Yeah, and, that, that, that's the easiest explanation. It is the easiest, easiest explanation. I can understand that. So, yeah, there could be what might be equivalent in that terminology, alien ghosts. But uh, an interesting question anyway. Zombie ghosts. Exactly. So, um, all right. So we've got a little less than a Yeah, well, yeah we, we, could, we could take a break. We could go to the break now if you wanted. Okay, well, whether the producer wants to or not. Anyway, you're listening <laughs> to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS News Sky Radio. And we're talking uh, open lines tonight, all sorts of different subjects, and we just talked about alien ghosts. We'll be back with something else just as outlandish in just a minute, so stick with us. CBS Radio's The New Sky. New horizons, no boundaries. NewSkyRadio.com
Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Welcome back to Behind the Paranormal. Whether you're ready or not, we're going to continue with our show of uh, open lines talking of... um, well, we recently just uh, brought up the whole uh, alien ghosts or ghosts of aliens, if you will. And we're still uh, attempting to locate the uh, report on the black-eyed children. Well, actually, it's not really a report. It's more of an explanation by uh, – what was I the guy's it. name? Oh, you got it? Oh, good. Yeah, uh, Cliff from the uh, Pararational.com was giving us permission to look at this. And we're trying to get him on the show. I think we're going to book him soon. He's agreed to do that, and we're looking forward to that as a um, – Show on black-eyed children, I guess, something we, we don't know an awful lot about. Indeed, well, at least let's do a little bit of an introduction yeah. to so it. So let's, uh, to continue answering, I guess, uh, Steve's question here, uh, they, this is from, again, the uh, pararational.com site, read with permission. Uh, they travel in pairs. Most encounters with black-eyed kids are with two of them. Why this is, I can only surmise, is they need two to take down their prey, question mark. One is... Usually the speaker, while the other stands by silently, could it be that one is focusing on their mental attack while the other is verbally communicating with the chosen victim? This is all speculation. I have no evidence one way or the other whether this actually happened. Right. Uh, you want to read the next one? All right. Uh, black-eyed kids appear in uh, youth form, hence the name black-eyed kids. Uh, the normal situation is for the black-eyed kids to appear as a pair of kids in the uh, 10 to 16 year old range uh, reports of younger kids are less common and there are a few reports of them appearing as adults well that was the, the that was the one well, yeah you, yeah you just the, yeah, you just you know, mentioned they were both adult at least one adult and two uh, two young younger ones mm. uh, they insist on getting your permission another universal trait is that they need your permission to enter your home your car or to help you with something in some way, you must invite them into your life. Why? This sounds like a classic vampire trade, because could this be where that part of the vampire legend came from? I thought that was a very intriguing That is, That is interesting. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, me you know, too. When Jonathan Har- in the story Dracula, when Jonathan Harker stands at the uh, door of Castle Dracula, Dracula, the Count, and there's a entity of your own free will. Yes. And uh, that's an old legend, so hey, maybe, who knows, maybe there's some connection. Every, every, everything in legend has some grain of truth in it somewhere. That's how the story got started. Anyway, Indeed. every story so far has come from people who have refused. I am guessing these those who said yes are not around to tell their story. Well, I don't know. Mm. All right. All right, black-eyed kids are psychic. Uh, another uh, common element among the uh, black-eyed kid stories is that they seem to be able to uh, know what we are thinking and uh, will show it by answering questions before we ask them or by anticipating our actions. This is very bad because that means they are in our heads, and this... Uh, also uh, means that they are able to do the uh, next thing to us. All right. They can compel our actions, according to this list. Commonly, when people encounter black-eyed kids, they find themselves opening doors for them or moving to help them without consciously deciding to. All indications are that the black-eyed children can compel our physical actions to help them achieve their goals. Oh, well, that's the thing. What is their goal? (laughs) Well, this, this also is... Parasite written all over it. And oh yeah. One wonders, uh, you know, if any of this is true. Never mind all of it. Right. Uh, is is there a connection with the so-called Men in Black? Right. So, right you know, they, 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 these are these are terms 
that can be arbitrarily used for whatever our experiences may be. The men in black youth. All right, uh, their eyes are completely black, and uh, they, this is obviously where black-eyed kids got their name. Uh, when victims uh, break their trance, they quickly realize that the beings in front of them have completely black eyes. Uh, no whites, just bottomless black orbs. Uh, some debunkers have claimed that it could be uh, kids with contacts or with the condition of, um, what is that? Uh, Midriasis? Midriasis? Yeah. Yeah, Midriasis. Uh, Midriasis or something. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Midriasis. Yeah, the syllable. If uh, it was just uh, this one trait, it might work uh, with that theory, but uh, this goes well beyond just having black eyes. Yeah, their clothing clothing is unusual and drab. Sounds like what I wear. Mm. Another common element is that their clothes look old-fashioned or even handmade. That's interesting. This goes along with their strange manner of speaking, showing that they don't seem to have a grasp of human mannerisms. This reminds me of the stories about the men in black that appear in Point Pleasant in the 50s and 60s. Exactly, yeah. Now, there we go. What we think alike. Yeah, who or what are black-eyed kids? Uh, this is the uh, biggest question out of the, out there right now. The origins of Black Eyed Kids um, is completely unknown, as uh, is uh, what specifics... The species. Uh, what species they really are. Sorry, throwing in extra words, or letters. Uh, considering that uh, they can influence our mind, it is uh, quite likely... Excuse me, that uh, they may not actually look like humans at all in their true forms. Um current theories on black-eyed kids range from demons to aliens. Uh, considering that all the reports are modern, I am uh, leaning more towards an unearthly slash alien origin. Uh, but if that is the case, why are they uh, targeting humans like this? Now, see, I may take ask, ask a few questions about that point. You know, again, as we've said earlier, how many times have we found that ghosts, quote-unquote, and aliens, quote-unquote, turn out to be the same thing in, in this case or that case. And again, it's just the experience people have with them and the, 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 the meager labels that we have to put on these things when we have the experiences. So demons, aliens, I don't know. You wonder if uh, de demons, as I've encountered them as, as parasitical entities, not as theological beings. And, you know, again, that's a box we put them in so we can understand them. Mm. They... Um, they're certainly alien beings. They're not human, at least none of the ones I've ever encountered in my judgment. And so, uh, again, you know, these terms become fluid, really. Yeah. So what do black-eyed kids want? No one has come away from an encounter with a black-eyed kid with a happy, warm feeling. <laughs> Once the person breaks free of their enthrallment, an intense feeling of dread and fear smashes it over. What's that remind you? Mm. Mothman, right? Yeah. I can only liken this to what a deer must feel when it realized... A big cat is waiting to pounce on it. We are prey to them, and that is very, very clear by their presence and actions. Well, again, parasitical. There's advice. Uh, you want to end it there? Uh, well, the advice, if you should ever um, run into them, is he says, uh, quote, run, lock your doors, get away from them, do not, in uh, caps, uh, let in, let them into your house, car, or mind. Knowing that they exist may in and of itself be enough to keep them from targeting you. Uh, if they can read our minds, they will most likely skip uh, prey that is aware of their existence. If any, in any case, uh, tell them uh, never to come back and get away from them. That works. I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, well, there you, <laughs> have it, you, you know everything we know about this, and, and we will have a show on it very soon. Keep an eye on BehindTheParanormal.com for our schedule. Indeed. And uh, check it out when, when it happens. All right. Uh, here is one. Now, I don't like to get into these theological debates, okay? 
But this one really steamed me. The theological debates, I mean, people believe different things. They go nowhere. Um, you know, and, but, but, but this kind of steamed me. Uh, which one? Uh, the right, top one? Yeah. All right, so Anna from... From Anne and Nanowit, New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hi, Paul and Ben. I've been working my way through your podcasts and have, have a question. Are the people that are sad and upset... Oh, that's not the question I'm thinking. I'm sorry. So, all right. <laughs> you know what? You led up to this, and I was so well, excited to a, read I'm it. I'm going to say what you say, and it's been a crazy day. So. It has been a crazy all right. day. So just, go, go ahead. All right. Anyway, uh, are people that are sad and upset more likely to become ghosts? What about people that are more balanced in their lives? Your ideas on parallel worlds are interesting, but how do they relate to this? Well, that's a good question. I know. Thank you. It's not a theological question. That's in here somewhere. Anyway, because I do look over these before we read them. Okay, uh, interesting question. There, there is a certain belief that people who are upset more or, or go through traumatic things in their lives or are not as well-balanced as other people will quote, become ghosts, unquote. Now, as you may know, if you listen to the show, we don't really believe that happens. You know, people are like becoming ghosts in the sense of spirits of the dead. That, that's, as I say, not, not good enough. What we think happens, that at least in my experience, is when you live a life that is very difficult in, in any part of your consciousness, any part of the multiverse, because, you, you know, in the multiverse, you're living happy lives, you're living sad lives, and most of them are probably kind of neutral. You know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm. And it's all together, it makes up what you are. Your whole subconscious is made up, I believe, of, of these parallel lives that you're really living, and that's where your imagination, that's where your creativity, your wisdom, such as it may be, may come from. All that stuff. You know, all your issues and all that, but it's all in there. It's all part of you. So I think that when you, uh, your, your, your existence, whatever existence you're living, uh, say right here now, you're listening to the show, you're, um, you're in a certain part of the multiverse doing that, that's where your consciousness is concentrated right now, uh, in that, that particular part of your consciousness, and you um, have uh, terrible things going on in your life, a lot of trouble, uh, all sorts of problems, uh, sorrows, and everything else. That sends out echoes, so to speak, through the multiverse into your other lives. And when you take this to its, its real stretch... I was going to say, yeah, we, I was actually just about to bring up what you are about to bring up. Right. That somewhere, someone, we are these parasites. Yeah, well, well we're the parasites, we're also sort of each other. So that's why, I, I think when you have a paranormal experience of this kind, when you encounter a quote-unquote ghost, you might see yourself. We hear about that all the time. Or more, more likely, you will see someone you may not know, or even someone you know... Uh, going through one of these sad times, people will hear ghosts, quote unquote, crying, uh, or and I've run into that uh, the, the crying ghosts of Auburn, Massachusetts, in, in my book Footsteps in the Attic. You, you can run into them screaming, and uh, things are terrible. Things are happening. That's not because they are stuck in that moment after their death. It's because you're hearing them at that moment in their lives, and it's the real them, bodies and all. They're not spirits, in my opinion. At least not that I've ever run into. And that's what's happening. So when you have the sadness and all the stuff you mention in here, Anna, that's why people will encounter them more frequently than somebody who's had a balanced, relatively happy or very happy or not such a bad life. Mm. Because those echoes are not you know, booming out from that particular part of the multiverse across the others, not being picked up by anybody else, almost like a radio. So I think, I think that's what's happening. I also don't believe in the uh, residual haunting theory, you know, although I was one of the early advocates of that, uh, oddly enough, 
But I found that it didn't work because I was able to go in in cases and change what was supposed to have been a recording to something else by interacting with it. Probably not a good idea, but no. I don't know. I did it anyway. I did it anyway. Yeah, well, young and foolish. I don't know. So, and it, I, don't know, I never had anything bad come from it except that the, the thing was never the same again, really. Uh, so I think that what you're de- dealing with is the actual person in the actual place or time undergoing the actual experience, and you're sharing that experience because you're part of that person, period, really, you know? So I think that's what's happening. So, yeah, so to answer your question, as far as the terminology goes, yes, if someone is sad or upset or is murdered or something, yeah, that's going to go out and it's going to echo, and, yeah, you're going to pick it up. But I don't think it's the spirit of the person that... Um, that, that, that you're there. Uh, I have some notes on this too. Um, yeah, the, 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 that a ghost, as we call it, is not the remnant of someone from here. It's the fullness of someone from there. So chew on that for a while and see what you think about that. Ooh, I like that. All right. Nice and simple. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, we got one more. Maybe we can state the question and come back to it after the break, I guess. This is from Danny. Does not say where he's from. These all came out on Facebook. Danny? Uh, from somewhere. Hey guys, great show. I want to ask you about uh, what could be a ghost in our house. My wife, or my kids, and my wife, and I all feel it. Uh, but that is all. We just feel it. There are no sounds or sightings. We just feel like we are being watched, and sometimes feel afraid. My kids are are teens, so I'm not worried about them. No, they are not using. Uh, seances or anything is there something here or are we just crazy okay well must be from new england <laughs> why oh well yeah maybe. Uh, that's a, that's Probably. a that's a way that's a very new england phrased question anyway <laughs> we have to take a break so you listen to behind the paranormal with paul and ben you know here on cbs new sky radio stay with us enlighten empower enrich this is cbs radio's the new sky New Horizons, no boundaries.
Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. All right, welcome back. And we just read a letter before the break from Danny, who writes from Parts Unknown. And he's asking about a a ghost that his family, he's got the family of four here, and they, they all feel the presence of something uh, here. And uh, But no sounds, no sightings, nothing of that kind, just a feeling. And he's wondering, of course, as everyone else does who comes to us, are, are we crazy? Not us, them. So... He assures us they haven't been using seances or anything. The kids uh, haven't been doing anything uh, that they shouldn't have been. And uh, teens, he says, or they're not little. So um, I have heard of this kind of thing, Danny, to answer your question. Uh, There have been many cases where people simply feel the presence of something. Sometimes they feel threatened. You don't mention that. You just feel the presences, I guess. You don't don't mention that you feel threatened. Probably if you did feel threatened, you would have mentioned it. uh, I have heard of that. I think that um, you probably live in an area that may be active. I'd be curious to know. Thank you for telling us what you told us, but I'd like to know how long you have lived in this house, precisely what sort of terrain it is, because uh, we always find that that the terrain, the geotechnics of the site, the uh, water table, and all these things, oddly enough, do affect the paranormal phenomena and how readily it can uh, manifest itself because certain areas that have say high water tables, sandy soil, clay soil, you can have uh, world overlaps more easily simply because those things will conduct electromagnetism, uh, electricity and electromagnetic fields more easily than than other kinds of soils. That's a strange thing but I used to take a soil engineer uh, with with me on cases before Ben joined me and uh, it was these results were quite interesting and we found patterns in this so that when you have a quote-unquote haunted house it may be more the geotechnics of the the land under the site than it is what may have happened at this site although they it always goes together so you may have it you may be having a legitimate experience uh, probably because you have an active geotechnic situation there that, that, that allow worlds to overlap more easily than somewhere else. So you may be feeling the presence of uh, another family who's living in the house in a parallel world. You may be feeling, as did certain people who wrote to us about a clumsy ghost. Actually, it was, it was rather hilarious. They, they'd hear it falling downstairs, and, and they'd hear it banging into things, and they couldn't see anything, but they, it almost got them laughing. So it, was, it wasn't a negative experience at all. And further investigation revealed that they, the, the, the uncle of this family, of the, the kids in the family, had lived in the house before they did, but some years before, uh, had translated uh, some years before, but the, I, I didn't believe this is not the ghost of the guy, it's simply a time slip, as we might call it. So I think that that might be what you're experiencing there, um, and how they relate to um, uh, the parallel world thing, I think is quite, quite evident. You've got, um, you're sharing the space with someone who's in uh, somewhere or somewhen else than, than you are, I guess, really. Does not seem to be negative. Uh, now, the only issue with this, and I don't want to worry you, the only issue with this is that sometimes when you have the conditions, as I described them, that allow benign or neutral uh, worlds to overlap yours, it is possible, too, that parasites could gain an entrance by that same process. Uh, the... Um, 
I suppose the analogy I always use is when you open your screen door in the summer if you live in a warm climate and you walk into a room to visit your neighbor or something and uh, flies and mosquitoes might come in with you or the cat or the dog or something like that. So you didn't intend to let them in, but sometimes they come in because the door is open. That's uh, roughly equivalent to what uh, can happen in these certain areas. So what I would suggest is make sure that you keep things positive. It sounds as though you have a nice positive family. Keep it going that way. And uh, what, what you're doing by keeping it positive, by uh, being having a positive humor, by keeping the, the love going in your family, standing shoulder to shoulder, uh, telling your loved ones that you love them. Don't wait to do that. I'll, you know, do that every chance you get, really. And uh, not having the negativity in the house will, will be of tremendous uh, value in keeping parasites out. Why? Because parasites, apparently, from what I've seen, have feed on negative uh, energy. And if you don't have the negative energy, they have no food source and they won't be attracted. Simple as that, if you call that simple. So that's my opinion on that. But uh, I'd keep an eye on it, but it sounds interesting. All right, here's another one. This is from, it's about demons. I guess we, oh, we, we turned on a few lights here with some of those shows on exorcism, I guess, Ben. This is from Steve in Boston. And Steve writes. Alrighty, so Steve writes to us. Very interesting show, Paul and Ben. Uh, I've never heard an approach like yours. So scary because it makes so much sense. Uh, excuse me. Anyway, in the Bible, it talks about more than one demon at a time being able to possess somebody. Uh, have you ever run into that? that? That's a very interesting question, too. All, all interesting questions, although this one is from last year. That's how far behind we are. Sorry for taking so long to answer it, Steve. I'll try to, try to do my best to answer. Let's hope you didn't give up listening. Yeah, hope not. Good heaven. Well, very often, uh, yeah, I was involved, not very often, but often enough, more often than I would have liked, was involved uh, when I was particularly in the seminary and assisting uh, with these things. Uh, there were exorcisms that, that I was present at, in the, usually in the context of uh, psychiatric hospitals. Of course, very, very quiet. You know, nobody. You know, every, every, this is all very confidential, naturally, because you know, had word got out, you know, the media would have had a field day. But in any case, uh, I, I must. Say, yeah, in the, in the Bible, certainly there are uh, references to. Uh, was, well, well, one day I'm thinking of, of, of Legion in, in uh, the Gospels, where Jesus is casting out several um, demons from uh, a person and all the. the Gerasene, demoniac, and, and uh, the pigs and all this business. And what, what, what I'm really thinking of is Mary Magdalene. Now, Mary Magdalene gets a bum rap. I mean, folklore has it that she was, quote, a prostitute. There is nowhere in the gospel that it says Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. I have a whole theory about that. She is, um, it's funny, in the Orthodox liturgical services, Orthodox Christian services, she is known as equal to the apostles. Mm. That is quite a title. Yeah, and she traveled with them and uh, was part of Jesus' ministry according to the Gospels. And, uh, um, but at the same time, uh, Christianity has Paul, St. Paul, what he turned it into was very ferociously male-oriented. Okay? That was not true in many early parts of Christianity. So uh, Mary Magdalene survived as a great saint. And all the Gospel says, after all that, uh, is not that she was a prostitute, but that Jesus cast seven demons out of her. Okay, and the power of exorcism is one of the in the, in the Western Church, the Roman Catholic Church, is is one of the orders of the priesthood, uh, in the priesthood. And uh, I don't know if they still do it this way, but when you were ordained, uh, you would be uh, there were certain orders: a reader, 
uh, Exorcist, I believe, was the third. I'm kind of rusty. It's been a long time. Mm. But that was one of the, um, I think when you were ordained the subdiaconate, it was, uh, you know, these were all orders that finally lead to priest. So exorcism was always well-recognized in that regard. Uh, in the Western Church, very institutionalized. Now, um, in Christian belief in general, anybody can cast, any, any believer can cast out demons. Uh, now, of course, we also, we don't just work with Christians, of course. We're, we, we work with, we work, I work with, with, with Jews, with people of no belief, necessarily, people of just general uh, faith in God. Um, I have not worked with any Muslims, though I, I think I would like to, because they, I often get, we often get letters from them saying how uh, interesting they, how we, uh, they find the show very interesting, and they talk about the jinn and uh, the beliefs that, that uh, their religion has about this. I, I, but anyway, I haven't, haven't done that. But in any case, uh, the the, uh, the exorcism um, phenomenon can be carried out by a number of different people. However, I do want that being said, it's very, very dangerous to be to, to, to seek out the paranormal at all mm, in the yeah. sense of entities, particularly. Right. Uh, and, and to undertake to do battle is really stupid unless you have a lot of help from a lot of experienced people. Now, I don't, I don't, I haven't done that in many years. I don't look for it. Uh, but to answer your question, uh, there were three occasions out of the ten exorcisms in which I was present where there did seem to be other entities. I'm thinking of uh, something that I did not consider a possession, was not the, the subject of an exorcism, and that's. But I'm thinking of the dissociative identity syndrome, the uh, so-called multiple personalities. I did run into that several times while working in the psychiatric hospitals as a seminarian and as a grad student in psychology. Right. And it was. I don't know that that it didn't say anything negative about it, but there were several occasions where people would just become different people. Even their voices were different. You know, so the same. I remember I watched something on that in uh, one of my psychology classes like years ago when I was in school, and um, there was one. There was a guy who had he had a hundred different personalities. Yeah, all with different voices. Sure. And I was just like, my wow, what is this? I mean, this has multiverse written all over it. So, in the sense that you can have that happening with p other versions, I I think these are other facets of yourself in the multiverse, Mm. other yous so to speak, uh, I think that the same process could be used by parasites to quote-unquote possess a person. Because uh, how often do we find parasites working in in, uh, in groups? Uh, the whole Bridgeport case, four parasites. Uh, the, the, uh, New Haven, the North Haven, Connecticut case, 1975, six parasites, all, all working, almost like pack hunters, run into this all the time. So uh, that's a long answer to a short question, uh, Steve, but I think, yes, you could have parasites doing the same thing that you yourself are doing and why because as, as disconcerting as it may be the, uh, the unity within the multiverse is indiscriminate we share the lives even of the parasites mm. somewhere and someone in the somewhere or somewhere in the multiverse we are our primary personality is that of a parasite oddly enough I've never seen much humanity in them and really none uh, when you're in their presence at least the ones I've met uh, they're very sterile, almost. They're not lifeless, but it's it's alien. That's the best word. Yeah. So here we go back to what we were saying before about aliens and ghosts. So this, all this stuff, kind of can blend together here, and uh, our terms may not be good enough. But yes, that's a way of saying yes to your question. I think, Steve. Um, and very long-winded. Yes. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't. Know. Maybe that's what people want. If you don't, let us know. That's true. <laughs> okay. 
I got one. Okay, so... Well, it's honest. better than just saying yes and then moving on. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. Moving on. Moving right on, we have uh, another break here. And uh, you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio. We'll be right back with more letters. Thank you. Are you looking for a great gift idea for someone interested in the paranormal? Then listen up, because we've got the perfect solution for you. Author and psychic detective Nancy Dutetro has just published a groundbreaking new book entitled Psychic Intuition. This book is unlike any other on the market today. It explains how psychic ability works in simple scientific and layman's terms and uses examples from Nancy's own life as a psychic detective and medium. The book explores all those thorny questions skeptics always ask and no one ever has an answer for. Like, why are women more intuitive than men? Is there such a thing as a sixth sense? Are psychics really just psychotic? How do psychic detectives get their information? What does it feel like to be touched by a ghost? What are the psychic senses and how do they work? Why won't science investigate this field? The book answers these and many more questions. Psychic Intuition is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle format and also on Nancy's website, www.theskepticalpsychic.com. Buy it today. New Sky Radio. NewSkyRadio.com and Psychic Radio, PsychicOnAir.com, powered by CBS Radio, AOL, and Yahoo, is unlike any talk radio station, with a mission to improve the world one listener at a time. This is where you can be the star of your own show. Our listeners are truly unique, truly interactive, and passionate about their world. The Sky and Psychic Radio listeners genuinely care about the environment, social justice, their personal health, and raising people up to live their best life every day. Our motto is New Horizons, No Boundaries. New Age Views, Life Coaching, Psychic Analysis, Alternative Medicine, and Cutting Edge Mind, Body, and Spirit shows can all be found on The Sky and Psychic Radio. Perhaps you have what it takes to join our broadcast family, an open mind, a great idea, and a passion for enriching lives. Check out all the exciting details by clicking the microphone on our homepage at NewSkyRadio.com or give Lisa Rodman a call at 248-546-9600 to learn just how affordable it can be to host a show. Do you need psychic advice but don't know where to find an accurate, ethical reader? At BestAmericanPsychics.com, we've done the homework for you. Best American Psychics is an exclusive internet directory of tested psychics, offering our customers the best of the best. We have celebrity psychics such as Michelle White Dove, The Rock Girl, Sunhee and Chinhee Park, Belinda Bentley, and more. Visit us today at BestAmericanPsychics.com. We see so you can believe. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I had a very close call. You almost hit me. I didn't mean it. I know, I know. We're going to continue on with our open line show in this uh, last segment of it so let's get to the question my dad wanted to uh, get into earlier so this will probably take up this will probably be the last email of the program 
I think it will. <laughs> well, despite what my son may say, I never locked him in a closet. And I never fed him to sharks. <laughs> no, no, no. It was just that you just kind of you just kind of scared me there. No, I was just uh, reminding you to do the interview. I know. Anyway, I, I, I'm very flinchy. All right. Well, th- this this came in a long time ago. We, we never got to it. And again, it really steamed my lobsters because uh, this this is just wrong. Uh, there's no name, no place, and here's what it says. It's probably just a, a troll or something. Anyway, uh, Shane... The the no ni- the no name no person no place person says shame on you Paul after all those years in the seminary not having faith in the name of Jesus maybe you were more influenced by the the demons you were fighting than you think using pagan idols like ISIS can't be the answer. All right, uh, you know I, I can take criticism. I think maybe better than most people, but get it right. I defy you to find anywhere in 528 broadcasts where I ever question the power of the name of Jesus. However, I don't limit it to that. I have seen it work. I've seen it not work. There has to see. This is the problem. Here we go again, Ben, with Western thinking. It is a two-way street. God does not just just hurl this raw power at you, and, and you're sort of this dumb lump that's evil, basically. You know that somehow He created, but you didn't quite make. You know, I don't believe that's how it works. The the, the earliest. Christian beliefs, which I happen to think were correct, were that there is a give and take here. There's God, whatever, and I'll say it again, and I'm proud of it, he, she, it, or them. However you happen to, because our words and our concepts are human, they are not adequate, the the translations of the Bible, the Torah are all lousy. They really stink. And anyway, what we're talking about here is give, give and take. You, there's God, and you must respond. Perfect example, if you want to use a Christian example, is the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Mark, four to five. Um, Jesus went to Nazareth, which was his home. I, I think that's also a mistranslation because I think it's Nazareth. There's some evidence of place wasn't even built till the third century, but be that as it may, he went to Nazareth in the in the Gospel there of Mark, the sixth chapter, and and he was unable to do any miracles there because people didn't believe. Not every time, but so many times he did miracles that are recorded in the Gospels, and it says, your faith has made you well. He never says, I did this. You know, not that he didn't do it, he sure did, but but there's a, there's a, there, you meet, God meets you halfway. God takes you where you are and meets you halfway. All right. And this is, this is this, this frustrating fundamentalist approach that just says, you know, you're this lump and, you know, what I said before. Now, so I, I have seen great faith in the name of Jesus, and I've seen it work. I've probably seen it work more than you have, whoever this is, all right? But I've also seen it not work because it, just, it was just out of context. There was no faith. These, and, and, and ISIS, I will hear nothing said against ISIS. ISIS is, is a life principle, an expression of the female aspect of deity. And whether you like to hear it or not, wherever you are, ancient Christianity, ancient Judaism had a very clear idea of the feminine aspect of God. As soon as St. Paul took over, all due respect to my heavenly patron, you know, he wrecked the thing. You know, if you read in the Acts of the Apostles, the so-called Council of Jerusalem, the the, the actual apostles were sitting in Jerusalem, the, the guys who heard, and Mary Magdalene was there too, the people who heard the, the gospel right out of the mouth of Jesus himself said to Peter, who the heck are you? Where did you come from? You mean Paul? Paul, I'm sorry. Oh, hey. Peter said to me, all right. 
I like, I like the icon where, the, where they're embracing. Oh, yeah. And I often, I heard a bishop once, they were probably the only time they ever did that in heaven, was in heaven because they couldn't stand each other anyway. Um, in my opinion, Paul wrecked Christianity, okay? All these modern ideas, and I'm going farther than I ever have before, folks. I don't like to talk about my religious beliefs, but here it is. You know, I, you know, I just there's a and not to mention this stuff is mistranslated. It's a it's a disaster. It really is. So don't tell me I don't believe in the name of Jesus, right? Um, I'm looking at the Greek word here. Um, uh, that that looks like sigma. Edavato. Uh, uh, okay, uh, that, yeah. that's sorry, that's an e. That yeah. means could not do it. Did not have the strength. Did not have the power. That's what. That's if if that's even if that's a good translation. You know, and again, not to diminish the power of Jesus, but he doesn't force his power on you, you know. And um, that's often that's often the fundamentalist approach is that, you know, the, the, he, he would not, just really, really could not, but he would not. But there is a give and take here. And as far as ISIS is concerned, you know, th- th- this female principle of deity is very important. Whether you call her the Virgin Mary, you know, that, that sense of fundamentalist into fits. You know, but you don't know anything about the beliefs of the early church. Your beliefs come from the 16th century, and you don't know anything about that before that. Mm. Your translations of the Bible stink, and it's no good. So anyway, forgive me if I've offended anybody, but I don't care. There, anyway, so, so that's an answer to Mr. No Name here. And uh, Paulino, let, everybody. Let's get it right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just lecturing. Okay, I guess it is a talk show, so why not? Yeah, we're, we're running out of time. Anyway, okay. Yeah, well, what, what do we got? Three minutes. No. No, we don't. All right. <laughs> we have about three All right, minutes. Ben, what say you? About you, three you, you minutes. You know you're Greek, or you, you started to study it. And... I, yeah, but then I, you don't use it, and you just forget it. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true, like with any language. Plus, so, I, 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 I got as soon as I fig- started learning it, then all my classes went into full swing, and that's enough of that. Right. Anyway, we have a few announcements. We do. We do. Okay, just a reminder that we will have a drawing on our Monday, October 7th show. That's two weeks from now, I believe. Uh, for two free family packs of four tickets each to the first New England UFO conference in Lemonster, Mass., on Saturday, October 26th, among the speakers will be some of the UFO experts who are regulars on our show, Stan Friedman, Kathleen Martin, Peter Robbins, among others, and Ben and I will be there to interview them before a live audience. And uh, we ourselves will be giving a talk after dinner. Uh, not a very long one, but it'll be... Um, a little after-dinner talk. After-dinner talk. <laughs> it means we don't get dessert. <laughs> we are the dessert. All, right, <laughs> all you have to do to enter is uh, to send an email to us at, be- at paul at behindtheparanormal.com or, dro- or drop us a snail mail at Behind the Paranormal, care of WON, 1240 AM, 985 Park Avenue, Winsocket, Rhode Island, 02895. So please include your name, address, and phone number, and there's no charge to enter. And since we're already receiving entries uh, from every which way, we should point out that the drawing is only for the tickets. Uh, it's uh, it doesn't provide transportation or accommodations. If you win and you happen to live in Indonesia or somewhere like that, and uh, again, the drawing will take place on uh, Monday, October seventh. That's on the air. It'll take place. Yeah, very good. Yes, indeed. Anyway, on, on December eighth, we are scheduled to do our five hundredth show, and that will be right here on CBS New Sky. We'd like to hear your suggestions for what you'd like us to do with that show. Uh, let us know the guests you'd like to have back, some guests we haven't had before. Or if you'd like us to do a show like tonight's, uh, yelling at everybody about their religious beliefs. <laughs> uh, as we saw. Anyway, uh, let us know on uh, the Behind the Paranormal show page or Facebook. Or drop us an email at paul at behindtheparanormal.com or ben at behindtheparanormal.com. Or write us at Behind the Paranormal Radio and Television, care of 
1240 AM, 985 Park Avenue, Woonsocket, Rhode Island, 02895. And for the record, I do agree with you. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right, what do we got? Uh, We're almost done. Yes, indeed. Okay. So let us move on. Right, let's move right on here, and uh, what are we doing? Okay. You can find well, you can find my dad's books on a Barnes and Noble Nook e-reader and Amazon Kindle. And because so many have requested it, we are embarking on an audiobook project uh, for uh, my dad's books and uh, one for uh, my dad and myself that we are currently working on. Okay. And you can visit our website behindtheparanormal.com, where you can find over 500 free podcasts of all of our past shows, and then also check out our site at www.newenglandghosts.com, uh, where you can find case studies and photos along with articles by my dad. And uh, next week, September 29th, we will welcome back UFO expert Peter Robbins and former U.S. Air Force whistleblower Larry Warren to mark the 30th anniversary of the blowing of the whistle on the Rendlesham Forest case that Larry uh, brought that about. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he went through because of it. So uh, we're just about done. Uh, we leave you this evening with a thought from American author and our fourth cousin, Henry David Thoreau. To affect the quality of the day, that is the highest of arts. I'm Paul Eno. Yeah, I'm Ben Eno. Thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey. And we shall see you next time.